You're listening to 50 Plus a Tip, the show for strippers, ethical sluts, and other open-minded hoes. Hey guys, it's Danny. Welcome back to 50 Plus a Tip. So I had so many lovely messages from you guys regarding last week's episode called Bigger Brains Than Boobs, uh, which was an interview with my boyfriend. And you guys had such positive, loving feedback. I appreciate every message I got. I tried to reply to all of them. I'm sorry if I missed you, but this is my formal blanket thank you to all of you for sending love and support and well wishes and appreciation. This podcast has really allowed me to reach an audience that I never would have otherwise. And I appreciate every single one of the messages I get, every question you ask, every standing in solidarity response, anything like that. It means so much to me. You can ask my boyfriend. He has to listen to all of it when I get home being like, babe, guess this message I got. This lady's so sweet. Or this guy has such informative questions to ask, etc. Um, keeping you all anonymous, obviously. So thank you for that. I also had a lot of great feedback regarding potential lap dance classes being offered. And I had so many, and I say this in the most loving way, randoms message me or women that I haven't had the pleasure of meeting yet, showing interest in doing a possible lap dance class here in Vancouver or in the Valley or wherever they were located. And that is so exciting to hear that women want to really embrace their sexuality and learn new tricks and whatever the reason is, that was awesome to get that feedback from me as well. So for sure, keep writing in to me and express interest if you have it in doing a lap dance class. And I'm looking into renting a place here in Vancouver. I'm in the um, means of that with someone else. So she's going to let me know how her search goes and potentially a place I said out in Langley. So definitely reach out to me if you're interested. So with regards to sex work this week, I've been dabbling in seeking arrangements. I think I've spoken about that already. And I had a gentleman who sounded promising, borderline way too good to be true, which I'm always hesitant about, but I was supposed to see him on Thursday. And he'd agreed to, what was it? I think 5,000 a month for like dinners and stuff. Awesome. Perfect. 5,000 for a dinner. And like, I can use your car, blah, blah, blah. He wanted to talk on Snapchat. And then I gave him my real number because I kind of felt it out and it seemed okay. And then uh, he sent me a message on Tuesday. And for some reason, I just kind of had a weird feeling. Wednesday night comes around. I'm having like a weird nightmare about men on seeking arrangement. And I'm like, that's weird. And I've been in the industry long enough that you kind of learn to trust your trust your gut. It gets pretty good. And I was just having a weird feeling that, I don't know, maybe he was a cop or maybe I was getting set up or maybe he was a rapist or maybe he didn't look like his photos or maybe he had no money. I don't know. I just felt weird about it. And then I reached out to him. So we were supposed to meet at Thursday at 7 o'clock for dinner. So I reached out to him at 5.30 because I hadn't heard from him for two days. So I was like, hey, um... Just wondering if we're still on, you know, for dinner at seven, looking forward to seeing you, whatever. Did not respond to me. Didn't hear from six o'clock, 6.30, you know, seven o'clock is now there. And at this point, I'm already ready for going to dinner, but I'm not going to 
go to the restaurant and sit there alone waiting for you. And I just think in general, most people kind of confirm the day of for plans. I do that even with my girlfriends. So it's kind of like, mm, okay, I think my gut's right. So I finally messaged him at uh, like 7.01 and I was like, hey, handsome, since I haven't heard back from you, I'm going to assume something came up. No worries. Hope we can reschedule soon. He finally gets back to me at like 7.45. So clearly he did not go to the restaurant because usually if you were going to the restaurant on time at 7, around 7.05, you'd probably send a message being like, hey, I'm here. I'm sitting on the patio or whatever. Nope. Didn't hear from him for another 45 minutes. He goes, hey, good evening. I'm sorry. I actually didn't see your message. I was wondering why you didn't message me at all in the morning or afternoon. I guess I should have. Like what? Like, Okay. So I'm like, yes, typically I don't message first out of respect for your request of discretion. I don't know if you are maybe around people and don't want messages coming through. So I try to be courteous, which is pretty standard procedure. He goes, oh no, you can message me anytime. I'm divorced. I actually think different. I think if the sugar baby doesn't message me, she isn't serious. And it's just another paper meet for a dinner. No biggie. Others booked. I was like, okay, well, that's not the case with me. If I make plans with someone, I always honor them, whether they're friends, family, or a sugar daddy. Everyone's time is equally important. I don't expect someone to clear the schedule for me if I have no intention of honoring our plans. He goes, yeah, that's good to hear. Sorry. I just feel most sugar babies want the chase for a successful person like me. I never have to chase. And that's why most of mine go for a year or more because they're kept very happy. We should replan. So I already have like a bad taste in my mouth. I'm like, this guy's a fucking loser. Like, what are you, 15, like, doing the chase? Like, no, we have an arrangement where, like, you're paying me to come for dinner. So I'm going to show up for the dinner, and you're going to pay me. Like, this isn't rocket science. So I go, oh, I don't think anyone needs to chase anyone. We are both adults. There's no need to play games. If we make a plan, we follow through. It's that simple. And yes, we can replan. What are you thinking? Of course, radio silence. So this, again, (laughs) is another example of why I cannot stand seeking arrangements. Like, Guys like this, like, why even waste my time? It was a Thursday night. I could have gone to work. I could have, like, planned another date. I could have spent time with my partner, etc. My friends, you know, people actually give a fuck about. It's just super inconsiderate and disrespectful. Have no patience for it. And then that kind of got me to thinking, you know, why was I hesitant in the first place? Because a part of me does worry but there, that there are cops on there at sites. And even though, you know, getting paid to go for a dinner isn't illegal... I, I'm sure I've, I've been around enough cops in my life that people are pretty good at like twisting things to make it look bad. So that was just kind of think what like stuck with me about being on sites. And one thing I'm going to reiterate to women or men that are interested in meeting people for things like that, like just being very careful and having your guard up. Like you can't be too safe. I'd rather be like as cliche as it sounds more safe than sorry And maybe I lose some sugar daddies because I'm too hesitant, but I'd rather lose sugar daddies than like get a charge or get raped or get killed, you know, any of that stuff. So to the topic of, you know, cops finding, you know, escorts or prostitutes or something, it's something that really fires me up because I just truly believe those resources can be better allocated to, you know, finding rapists or finding like murderers, you know, like there's a million other people that are doing more damage than a woman giving a man an orgasm or a man giving a woman, woman giving a man, man giving man, woman giving women, he, she's all that trying to be politically correct. But you know, like what the fuck, like worry about your damn self. No one's getting hurt. Ideally in this equation, they're two consenting adults that have arranged a situation that works for both of them. And I think we can just use cops time and energy and funding for other things and it also makes you wonder like what about porn 
porn's not illegal, but in essence, it's two people fucking. They're getting paid for it, and there's just a camera there, and then they're making more money off people viewing it. So why do we not, like, illegalize that? And the only way I can justify it is because the government takes taxes on it, and the government benefits, but the government doesn't benefit from a hot girl meeting up with a wealthy individual taking money from them for their time. The government doesn't tax that, really, so... I don't know, it's just something to think about. And it just gets me fired up because I'm like, fuck you. Like, <laughs> like, find better ways to use cops' time and money. But that's just my little grumpy rant for the day. On a positive note, I've officially booked New York, which has been on my bucket list forever. So me and my girlfriend are taking off for the last week of August. Or no, oh my God, when are, where are we? The last week of September. Super excited. I will let you all know how that goes. We have a super cute little flat. We're going to Airbnb. We booked it yesterday. Not actually insanely expensive. I think it's $1,000 each for seven nights, which is pretty reasonable, I think. Maybe I'm just biased because or jaded because of my industry, but I think that's pretty reasonable. And I think flights were like, mm, I want to say 500, maybe maybe 400. So it's already not like it's a lot cheaper than I thought it would be. So I'm super excited to just escape for a week, enjoy New York. We're right in like the heart of New York. So we're going to try to do all like the super touristy things and be super lame and get all the Instagram photos. So I will tell you all about that when I return. I think my flight is October 2nd. Is my flight back? October 1st? Something. I'm coming home eventually. Sometime in October. Maybe I'll move there. Who knows? So that's an exciting news. Moving on to questions. I had some great questions from you guys. One of them was actually from a client of mine who is a complete gentleman. I adore him. He's a younger client. He's in his early 30s, handsome. I've got a little bit of crush on him, not going to lie. And he is really eloquently spoken. He's very intelligent. And it's funny because like people say this to me all the time, like I don't look like I'd be smart. He's the kind of guy you would not guess is smart. You know, he's tattied up, muscular. But he's a very intelligent individual. And he kind of picks my brain about my work, which is awesome. I love when someone shows an interest in me as a person and kind of wants to know like the business side of my job and looks at it as a business. So he asked a question. He asked many questions, but one that I want to bring attention to on the podcast, he asked, is trafficking a thing? You know, he said that he sees it on the news all the time and people talk about it, you know, sex work trafficking and sex trafficking and blah, blah, blah. He said, you know, how, how prevalent really is it in your industry? And Jack the Stripper, who I've directed you guys to before on her Instagram, is a Canadian stripper. And in her book, The Beaver Show, it's something she touches on that if you think about sex work as kind of the ocean or the sea, and there is an undertow. If you go too far out, if, you know, if you go too deep, you can get pulled into an undertow. And it's the same idea as sex work. If you're smart, you stay in the surface. If you have your head about you and you just kind of do your job, take it seriously, stay on the surface of that water, you know, you're pretty safe. It's once you kind of venture further from the shore, further from your safety net, and really dabble into the deeper aspect of it, then yes, there is a potential that danger things happen. There's potential you meet a bad John. There's a potential that you, someone could try to sex, get you into sex trafficking. For example, on seeking arrangements, that's the one thing I've warned girlfriends of mine when they reach out to me for advice and they say, you know, um, is there a possibility that, you know, someone's going to like meet up with me and take me or uh, I, a guy offered to fly me somewhere. What do you think? 
my response always the same meet in public meet in public for the first like little bit and even a little bit like there's always a chance you can know someone for years and they're shady but um just be smart about that and never fly to meet someone I just can't think like it sounds beautiful it sounds like it's awesome you get a free trip and that might come into fruition in the future but when you're still meeting and learning someone meet them in public face to face and pick their brain take a photo of their id if they're weird about any of that like that's a red flag to me also when you're meeting people always have i at least have three people at a time that have my location on google maps and in my text so they are always kind of aware of where I am. I'm always updating my location. I'm always making sure my Wi-Fi is connected here and there. Just being smart like that. Don't go on trips outside of, you know, your hometown and even like overnight trips. Be wary of them. Again, you can't be too safe, in my opinion. I'd rather lose out of money and have my safety. And that's kind of the mentality you need to have. So to answer this question, is sex trafficking a thing? Yes, it's a thing. How prevalent is it? In my experience, not very. If you're smart, like any job, any, in quotes, dangerous profession, uh, just be smart. You know, have your head about you. Ask questions to your friends that have more experience. All that jazz. Another question I had went as such. Oh my God, Danny, I listen to your podcast at work and on my runs and it gives me life in the most boring of days. I just want to let you know that I thoroughly enjoy what you're doing with your podcast and the way you carry yourself is brilliant. I think you're so lucky to have a dude who supports you and for him to have a person like you as well. Super cute last episode. I have a little tidbit. So this girl I know from work has a stepdaughter, age 19, who moved to Kelowna to serve at a strip club. She now wants to strip, but her whole family is very nervous. Nervous mainly because there's heavy rumors that the main three girls who strip at the club do super well are like drug smugglers slash drug sellers too. Is this common? Is this a really rude judgment or is it something to be worried about? Obviously, you have to be street smart wherever you go, and I'm intrigued you don't do drugs or drink. So, like, are these two things connected in some way? Fair question. I hear it all the time. So, to give her a better answer, I asked asked a little bit more. A few questions I said to her. A few questions to help me give you a better answer. Do you mind being a little more clear on what you're asking and what her family's worried about? Do they think she will start doing or selling drugs? Does she think she won't? do well because she doesn't sell drugs and you mentioned she already works in the club what is her take on the drug assumption in that club also who has told her slash her family that the top three girls are drug smugglers she responded with so from what i understand this is her stepmom who's the person who's mainly worried she wants to see her daughter do well regardless of what she takes on but she's worried because she's so young and naive that she will get stuck in some scary situations i think the main clientele at the bar is a lot of bikers slash drug go sorry drug guys question mark maybe hilarious hilarious assumption i'm not sure and then if you start working with them it can be very hard to get out of her best friend is a bartender at strip club and told the young girl that the main strippers make bank because they also deal i don't think the young girl is a frequent drug user or has an opinion on it since she is new to the club the city and the career okay again super common question not a dumb question not a rude assumption but i like that you're not just assuming it and running with it you ask the question that's half the battle right there so in short no like i said about the sex trafficking if you go in and you just do your job you shouldn't have an issue with drugs so i worked back in fort mac and fort mac was like the drug capital like everyone had a lot of money everyone did a lot of drugs i never touched a single drug myself at that point in my life i was drinking i was like 21 so i was drinking but never touched drugs never drank in excess 
you just have to be smart. You don't get, you know, friendly with men outside the club, you know, keep it professional. If you're going to be a stripper, you're a stripper. You go to work, you strip, you make your money, you go home. You make sure people don't know where you live. You don't have people over at your home. Just like that. Like clients are clients and that's that. Also, when you're working, she probably has an idea of kind of who's who in the club because she's been serving there. But take a moment before you befriend anyone and watch how they behave. Watch the girls that do a lot of drugs. Watch the girls that drink a lot. Watch the girls that act erratic and avoid them. You know, you can be friendly, but you don't need to be friends with them. At my club, I'm friendly with everyone. I have no problems with any girls off the top of my head that I can think of, but it doesn't mean I'm friends with all the girls. I definitely have my group of, you know, 10 girls that I think are solid fucking women and they're like my close friends outside of the club. I bring them to my house. We hang out at my home. You know, they have my phone number. They have my personal um, Instagram, etc. So you just have to be smart about who you're associated with. Unfortunately, the two, you know, I tell you guys know I love quotes. The two quotes that I live by are, you know, you're guilty by association. So if you're hanging out with people that do a lot of drugs, people are going to assume you also do a lot of drugs. It's not fair. That's the assumption that happens. Also, you are the company you keep. The reason I associate with women who are solid mindsets, you know, they have good heads on their shoulders, they're ambitious, they're well-spoken, they're kind, they're loving, because I value those in another human and I want them in myself. You are the company you keep. So, you know, keep company that's good for you and that helps you grow. And it's okay. You don't have, like I said, be friendly to everyone in the club, especially as a newcomer. Don't have to be friends with them. So yeah, make sure you're separating that work and personal life. I do it and I've done it for seven years now and I've never had an issue with drugs or someone drunk. And people, I shouldn't say that. People have asked me to assist in, you know, reaching out to people who sell drugs, finding someone who wants to buy drugs you know, those kind of things. And all I say is, you know, Hey, sorry, I'm not in that life or Hey, honestly, I don't do drugs. I couldn't, couldn't even help you, you know? And, and that's all you have to say and then walk away and do your job. And at the end of the day, if you don't, if you're not one of the top selling girls because you don't make drugs, at least you don't or sell drugs. Like, do you need to be one of the top selling girls? You'll still make good money. That being said, (laughs) Kelowna isn't exactly where I would go as a stripper to make money. Serving, I'm sure, is good in Kelowna. I could see that. Stripping, in my experience, isn't great in Kelowna. If you're stripping mainly for a good source of income, I would definitely choose like Vancouver over Kelowna. Also, take it with a grain of salt what other girls say about girls and how they make their money. How do I say this nicely? Serving and stripping in a strip club are two different worlds. The strippers and servers don't have the same back room in the clubs I've experienced. They have like own little subcultures. So when a server is talking about a dancer and what she does, they're usually at pretty limited knowledge. And even when a dancer is talking about another dancer, she probably also has limited knowledge or she's saying it with some kind of other goal in mind. So my advice for this younger girl, especially when you're getting at 19, you are very young. And you can think you're street smart, but there's just some things you learn from experience. One, I would direct her to, it's going to be actually next week's episode, episode six, because I've had so many people write in. It's going to be an episode on a crash course for baby strippers. So definitely direct her to next week's episode. 
And there's some really good tidbits I'm going to drop in that episode about getting into the industry, auditioning, staying in the industry, just some basic things you need to know when you first get in. But my biggest advice is, you know, keep to yourself, keep work, work. Like I said on that analogy from Jack the Stripper, stay on the top part of the water and close to shore. You know, keep with your safety net, keep to the friends you know, keep to the friends that you see value, that they have values that align with yours. Don't do drugs at work. I would recommend don't drink at work so you're in the right mindset and just go there to make money. And if people offer you drugs, politely decline. Say, you know, I don't do drugs. Sorry. Thank you for offering. Or, and you don't need to justify that either. And if someone's like pushing you to do drugs, like they're a fucking loser. Like, why are you pushing some kind of substance on someone? Don't need those kind of friends in your life. Drop them as soon as you can. But yeah, just keep to yourself, make your money, have a support group that you trust. So when you have hard shifts, you can talk to them. But it really is what you make it. If you're going to start doing drugs in the industry, yeah, then there are then there are drugs in the industry and you will find them. But if you're just there to make your money, get out, keep a level head, you know, be smart, like it shouldn't be a problem. And again, as always, baby strippers, you're more than welcome to reach out to me. I've actually kind of buddied up with a friend of mine who's really good with web design and web stuff. And we've been talking and I've been kind of thinking about this for a while now because I've had a lot of women reach out to me either experienced in the industry or new asking for tips that I'm going to start actually announcement. (laughs) I'm going to start putting together an online sex workers course. So look out for that. It's going to be in a little time because I need to put it all together, organize it all, get it up, all that jazz. But yeah, when that happens, direct any new strippers, you know, or anyone who's interested in the industry to that course, I will talk more about it when it, when it comes into fruition. But yeah, my next question was regarding stripping and parenthood. So Danny, I have a question for you. It's such a stupid question, but are there a lot of women who work in the sex work who have children? And at what point would people talk to their kids about what they do for work? I personally don't see a problem with sex work because as you've said so many times, it's just a form of income, but do a lot of women quit sex work after they've had children or is it just personal preference for every woman? Because at a certain age, kids are going to be like, what do you do for work? And it's more, in quotes, socially acceptable, and I put quotations there because creating an income is just that, to say, oh, I'm a nurse, oh, I'm in trades. And I think kids are like, oh, a nurse, you help people, or oh, you're in trades, you build things. But I can imagine sex work would be confusing for a child. So I wonder what someone would say for their child to understand it. Awesome question. Another question I get quite often, too, is about like moms being in the industry and what that's like. Personally, I don't have children. So I reached out to a girlfriend of mine who had started working in the industry before having a child, had a child in the industry, kept working after having a child. Cause I thought she would kind of be able to give quite a rounded, um, view and opinion on it. So I had her, I wrote her the same questions this listener gave me, and this is her response. So I can't take any credit for it. She goes, in response to the, are there a lot of women who are in sex work who have children? Yes, I'd say at least 50% have children. There are a lot of women who are in the industry and have continued after having a kid and a lot that start because of having a child. A lot of women are attracted to the job after having a kid because of the minimal hours and the amount of money you can make on one shift. For myself, I was able to pretty much be a stay-at-home mom and work on average two nights a week, four hours a shift, as a VIP dancer while my daughter was sleeping, so I never missed any part of her growing up. 
Initially, when I was pregnant, I thought I was done for work. But after realizing the opportunity gave me to support my child on my own and still be at home with her every day, I decided to keep working. In regards to telling my child what I do for work, I'd simply say I work in a nightclub as a server or bartender. I don't believe a child needs to needs to be exposed or explained to what sex work is until they're more of an adult age. Porn, strip clubs, etc. all require you to be of a legal age, and when my child is old enough, I'll explain no problem. Some may argue you're lying to your child, but if a dad was to participate in sex work by buying or paying for prostitutes, he would never be expected to explain this or share this with his children. I wouldn't hide my work because it's not, in quotes, socially acceptable, but simply because sex work is for adults and should be explained when they have an adult understanding. So that's what she said. I echo everything she just said. I would also agree that, yeah, 50%, maybe even more, have children in the industry, and a lot of them find it appealing because they can work less hours, support their child, and be there for their kids, you know, upbringing, and experience the childhood with their child. So I think she summed it up perfectly in that response. So thank you for that. So moving on to the main topic of this week's episode, as you guys know, everything is online nowadays, even the extremely sexy stuff. And a lot of women we see are profiting off that and they are turning on their computers and turning on people right from their own home. Today, I am joined by cam model Ashley, who's going to let us in on all the ins and outs of cam work. Thanks for joining us, Ashley. Hi guys, I'm excited to be here. So just a basic question right to start off, how long have you been camming for? I've been camming now for about two and a half years. Okay, and is that um, straight two and a half years? Do you take some time off in Straight between? two and a half years. Um, started probably like four or five days a week, dropped it down now to three days a week. It's pretty con- so. consistent. Three, yeah. to, three to yeah. five days a week is insane. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, more well, that work. I feel like when you when I first started, you had to like be on there, be on the ball, keep going every day, and then... You know, once you get your audience and you're comfortable or, you know. <laughs> yeah, just build your clientele base, right? Yeah. Thank for you. sure. And then how did you even get into cam work? Um, how did I get into it? So I always was kind of interested in the whole sex working world. Um, I always wanted to be a dancer. I didn't know if I'd ever get the courage when I was like 18. I was like, I would go to the strip bars where I'd watch and I was just like, oh my gosh, like this is something I want to do. This is just totally for me. Um, I had met... Uh, girlfriend and through her friend she actually had brought up camming um, when I was in my early 20s probably like 21 mm-hmm. um, and she had mentioned to it uh, she's like girls like this they have this job uh, for you to do and would you be interested it's webcamming and we had no like I had no clue what webcamming was I was like what is this and I kind of looked into it and I was like oh I don't know if this is for me like Whenever someone thinks of, like, cam girl, they automatically just think, like, girl sitting there naked taking, like, a dildo shot yeah. inside her, yeah. which it's double so penetrating her asshole. Yeah. So far from that. Um, so, anyways, that was when I was, what, 21? And then five years later, I decided to give it a shot. Actually, <laughs> Took a little hiatus. Actually, my husband was the one who said, you know what, just do it. Go for it. Like, I want you to That's do, awesome. it, do it. So and he's like, pretty what? supportive, though. 100% supportive, like, my biggest supporter that's awesome he's even like helped me get started like <laughs> that's sick does he ever like partake uh he has yes yeah do you find it's better money with um, couples not at all no oh, in better. the beginning i used him to get viewers for sure because i feel like when when you're starting out there's thousands of girls mm-hmm. hundreds of different websites couples is 
don't know, there's not as many. So I used him to like bump up through your account, kind of get that going. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I realized that money's not in the couples. Like yeah. they don't make as much as some of the just on your own yeah. kind of girls. The guys, they want the girlfriend experience. They right. want kind of, they don't want to share you with someone else if yeah. they're going to be spending money on you. Yeah. No, I 100% agree. When I was briefly doing it, I've dabbled in it over the seven years, like here and there, and I always get frustrated. So props to you that you stayed in it. But um, I found I could do couples exactly as a way to get people watching. Mm -hmm. And the people that would watch couples cam were usually like a one-time hit or a couple times. The people that were more continual was one-on-one. It was just me. Those were kind of more loyal loyal viewers. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So do your friends and family know? Yes. Yeah, so my mom knows. And oh, awesome. That's my, usually the one like, that people yeah. are like, my, everyone but my mom knows. <laughs> my mom, my husband, and then a few of my close girlfriends. So and, yeah, the people that yeah, matter now. Yeah. It's not a, I'm not like trying to keep it a secret. I honestly don't care. I just don't need to voice it to everyone. Like, hey, I'm a cam model. Yeah. It doesn't need to come watch or here, I'll show you. Yeah. It's nice. Like, it's just not. Yeah. It doesn't need to be right? your, your whole identity. Exactly. No, I fully agree with that. Um, what's the, what was the reaction when you told them? Uh, my mom was kind of like, what? I never would have expected. She's like, you seem like such a like shy, quiet girl. She goes, I never would have expected you to be doing this. And I was like, oh, well, you thought wrong. <laughs> Surprise. I've been hiding it from you for a long time. Had you been um, doing it for a while before you told I, your mom? Yeah, I was. Okay. Yeah. Um, I actually just recently told her probably like six months ago, but now yeah. she like she's supportive of it. And she she calls it dancing. Yeah. Like, Did you dance? It's easier today? to digest. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> but no, she's cool with it. And yeah, my husband again, he's he's cool with it. That's awesome. Yeah. Um. So then my next question was, do you have a partner and how do they feel? But you have a partner and he's dope, so perfect. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Um. So what does a typical like in quotes shift look like? So I usually do, okay, so I wake up, uh, go to the gym, have breakfast, come home and I'll plan my show out, what I'm going to do for the show, what I'm kind of feeling like, and then I usually start at about 12.30, 1 p.m. and go for about three hours and do the show, whether I complete the show or not. I usually set up goals or certain things to work towards if I feel like that day, like, oh, I want to do an oil show, then I'll set goals towards uh, oil show or if I'm not in the mood to do an oil show if I'm just in the mood to honestly like sit and talk I don't want to get naked I'll do that too but until yeah. it works yeah it works so um yeah I just you know wake up kind of plan my day I mean stay at home I go down in my basement yeah. go into my yeah. cam room turn the lights on turn the camera on and kind of go and, That's and awesome. then yeah shut her off after three hours so just in case people are listening that have mm-hmm. literally no clue what cam is can you give a brief understanding when you're saying you have a goal mm-hmm. um or when you have a show, yeah. can you explain how, like, what that is? Because people, don't, I don't think, get idea of, like, tokens and money. I don't think people right, understand right, right. Or, or what a goal is. Or. So basically, like, cam model, you're, you're webcamming from home, you're on the internet. Um, most sites you can watch for free, but if you're going to interact with people and chat with them, you have to sign up, you have to purchase tokens. Um, so in my case, uh, one token is worth five cents. But these five cents add up really quick. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I talk about goals, so I set up a goal. So say my first goal is to put on like some sexy lingerie. So I'm just in like whatever a comfy outfit. 
this goal, I don't know, for example, say it's 3,000 tokens. Okay. Um, Which ends up being $150? dollars bucks. Yeah. Say. Okay. And so once you reach that goal, okay, then you go put on your sexy outfit. Can I just interrupt you and say yeah. how obvious is I'm a stripper? Because anytime <laughs> it's like a man bringing me money, I'm like, my mathematical mind oh, is like yeah. $150. Dollars. Like, I already know what I'm making that moment. So go on. Right? Or if like, someone asks you like a special request, you have to be able like, in your oh, head, in your like, head. Hey, what am I willing to do this for and how yeah. much? And, like, and how much to go for tokens? Yeah, for sure. Go on. Sorry. Um, so where were they? Yeah. So tokens. So you, you, you make, I don't know, you can do no goals. Some girls don't do any goals. They just simply, you know, tease and go and do as they please as mm-hmm. they feel. It's like, okay, I'm getting enough tips. Okay, now I'm going to show my tits or whatever they want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyways, you do your goals. Either you complete them or you don't. Like sometimes you don't. Some days are really slow. Some days aren't. Um, but once you reach your goal, you perform the act or the show or whatever it is you're doing and then continue on. So I usually have like four, four or five different goals. Um, my show is typical like it's more of a tease show i mm. don't do like hardcore masturbation um anal dildo uh, in the beginning i used to yeah uh, for sure i mean you have to you have yeah, to okay. kind of put everything out there and like yeah. you know get people into view you like there's so many people what sets you different exactly else everyone sure. anyone can be pretty anyone can have a good body and anyone for can sure. masturbate yeah but what <laughs> else can you do to like keep the audience you know in involved and interested in wanting to come back for more uh so anyways i do yeah a tea show it's mostly like dancing stripping i do get nude but i never show like everything all at once i keep half of me covered up i feel like i just make more money that way yeah um when you all of a sudden you're just sitting there naked and say the next goal is i don't know maybe you're gonna blow job on a dildo whatever it is i feel like it's people tip less when you're already sitting there completely nude they're sitting there for free they're you know preloading off of that you just kind of have to you have to know how to entice them to tip and not give it all away and Mm -hmm. you know make it I don't know make it uh desirable exactly yeah Yeah. and that's actually exactly what um my last interview with Sugar Bay was saying no matter what avenue of sex work you're in there's such like a business mentality I think a lot of outsiders overlook Mm -hmm. that they're not just pretty girls sitting there and I always get you know if I had your tits or if I was a pretty girl I'd be a stripper too you may be but you might make shit money like there's a lot to it of how to want make people want to spend their hard-earned money on you you know it's not just sitting there naked being a pretty girl no and that's Um, what I thought like when I first started I like first day (laughs) you're like give me your money I have no clue about like lighting or microphones or nothing I literally I don't even know what my stream looks like on the other side yeah I just turned it on I'm sitting there I had like I don't know maybe five viewers in like five hours made nothing <laughs> like absolutely no money I had no clue what I was doing I was just like all right this is gonna be a lot of work I was like oh you know I'm decent looking I'm, I got a nice body like this should be easy yeah and then I was so surprised like some of the top girls at the time I was like how are these girls yeah. even the top like what is it about them and it wasn't until I started watching and like studying and of course doing research doing and then yeah. came into my own kind of show. Yeah, it's the same as strippers too. Like sometimes the highest grossing stripper on the club, you're like, really? Like she doesn't have a fabulous body, like a mediocre face, not to be rude, but let's be honest, I, I have my own type of beauty that I think is attractive and she's not mine and, and she's still pulling amazing money. It's like there's something more to it. There's got to yeah. be some kind of their, your, their verbiage, the way they're speaking, the way they're selling something. There's got to be more that's enticing these people. You can't just walk in and yeah, sit there yeah. on your first shift and be like, give yeah. me your money. I'm it's pretty. like they almost see that. Like, oh, for they'll sure. Almost, they'll look at you and be like, wow. Yeah. yeah no, she, she just thinks she deserves it. Um, okay, so on a typical shift, how many people would you say tune in to your channel? 
So typical shift anywhere from it's it's it can fluctuate quite a bit um, within the hours that you're online. But so I log in the minute I log in, it it starts, you know, like you're too everyday people like get in there and then it goes 100 200 300 400 500 i've now i'm hitting like four to eleven thousand viewers yeah it took it took a long time to get there about a year till i even hit like a thousand viewers and now i'm actually like one of the top five that's awesome yeah Yeah, because that's one of the things i struggled with when i was new count is i get like i give up because i'm Mm -hmm. used to making quite good money stripping and pr Mm -hmm. and all that that making like a hundred dollars and not like spending hours, so I was yeah. like, "What am I doing?" Yeah, like, and I'm entertaining yeah. these guys online, like, and then I just—it's it, good to hear that it takes that long for it takes everyone. yeah a lot of work, a lot of dedication. Like, I didn't quit my job till la- like last summer. I quit my job. I could finally quit it. Yeah, I was like confident enough that well, I was making way more than I even was at that job. It was a waste of time to be there, but I just wanted to make sure, like, okay, I'm leaving this career basically yeah. that I made for myself to you know do this for the next few years I mean, yeah. I'm not gonna be doing it forever yeah but exactly. at least get in make as much as I can and then be done yeah so it took you about a year to get about like a, a year to get base. yeah wow. solid fan base yeah crazy so it's work <laughs> yeah it's work and like just equipment and like upgrading your equipment like I started oh, with a sure. shitty webcam and now I'm using like a uh, uh, DSLR camera I'm yeah. using like professional microphone yeah, yeah, lighting yeah. like all those kind of things yeah like, and you said you had a room dedicated in your house oh, yeah. to it yeah. Yeah. yeah and that's what I remember when I first started this was oh fuck yeah, yeah seven years ago now yeah. when webcam was kind of just um, starting to become more mainstream and um, the girls yeah had like full on rooms dedicated to their houses and they used to have like I've recently logged back on maybe four months ago now yeah I haven't gone on it yet because I stare and I'm like, oh, I'm like traumatized. Now I have like PTSD. Yeah. But um, back then they didn't have. Now you can put things on your site like uh, like spins and stuff. Yeah. They didn't have that back then, right? So girls had full on like I have one in my closet still. Um, like what are they called like the wheel spinning fortune. Board. Yeah, spinning oh wheels. yeah, yeah. And, and some like, still use them. Too, yeah, right? and it's, it's just, just like, a fun yeah. visual, yeah, right? But back then that's all you had to yeah. work with. So girls had like full on spin boards. Like yeah. I had a wheel, like. It's just so crazy going back in how much things have upgraded. The technology, yeah. like they have like built-in bots, so different games, yes, different yeah. like apps you're running to run your room that yeah. advertise like tip menus and things like that. And then like I have these two, you call them moderators. They're just two like really loyal fans. They're there every show, and they're in there like telling people, silencing people if someone yeah. says something like you know I don't allow dirty chat unless it's in it tip note which no one can see but me so yeah. you know people get silenced they get kicked out of the room they have these two people helping because yeah, like, when you have like <laughs> thousands of people chatting in a chat yeah, room it's it's a you lot. can't keep up with it you're trying to perform like you can't be looking at the chat log every 10 seconds like mm-hmm. you just you know you're putting a show on right right so it's crazy like, yeah it's all like, just none of that was like right it's so different now but no yeah. it's really cool yeah it's such really a cool. um such a market now mm-hmm. um and also too like the girls that do it now there's such a wide range of girls that do it like oh, just yes. even in the strip club itself and escorting and that like the girls that used to do it all looked a very typical way like when mm-hmm. I first started at Brandy's Brandy's girls look like Brandy's girls right like now the girls that look at Brandy's like and it's awesome that they've opened the doors to more different views of beauty right yeah. but back then you had to have a certain body type you had fake boobs you were slender long hair like mm-hmm. no tattoos it was just how it was yeah, right just, yeah there's so many different styles of cam girls and just like there's men too that do yeah. it like you know and guys on there good yeah, for them yeah exactly I know my boyfriend's eyes like can I like go in your cam I'm like no like <laughs> <laughs> ruin it but but we we've talked about doing the couples one on Chatterbait yeah. because um it's apparently one of the best ones for couples yeah. um but yeah 
Um, okay, so then I know this is like an invasive question, but how much do you typically make in a shift? Typically, do? so on like well, on average, it, yeah. it, it's it's on average. I make about I try like I have a goal, so I make about six thousand a week. Wow. So some days it's like one day might be only like a thousand bucks, and then the next day is like twenty five hundred. Yeah. So I'm pulling in usually it's about two thousand. Per per time, per, per time I'm on in the three insane. hours. And that's yeah. crazy. Yeah. From my house, I don't have to look at anybody. I don't, like I said, I don't do, like, the cam to cam. I don't do, like, the masturbation dildo. Like That's wild. Yeah. And you, but you did all that at the start to help get I did here. all that at the start to kind of get where I am yeah. now. Because you're, you yeah. start on this website, there's 47 pages of yeah. girls. 24 rows of girls yeah. like how are you gonna get from there to up there like I was when I first started I was like I'd get off and I'd be so defeated I'd be like yeah. what's wrong with me like yeah. why doesn't anybody like me why yeah. am I not interesting like do I not have a personality like what is this what is this yeah. I was so defeating and I just kept going I just kept pushing through it and I'm so glad I did yeah so now it's just like I love it I just I absolutely love it anyone that always asks like Oh, maybe I should do it. I'm like, do it and yeah. stick to it, yeah. and you will love it. Like, yeah, okay, I'm gonna take your advice because yeah. I, I still have my profile up and I haven't logged in in like four months. I'm just like, I just look at it. I'm like, I could go to work yeah. and make you know this amount, or I can gamble on this site. So yeah, it's pretty just, amazing. And on top of that, it's American money. So oh, you're yeah, getting paid true. American dollars, and we're in Canada. So yeah. it, I mean, for us, it's great. A lot of the European girls, it's like. It's shitty for them yeah, because they lose money, yeah. they're losing so much on it. But yeah, it's really good for us. Yeah, Canadians. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, so we already mentioned how much of a time commitment was, especially at the beginning. Yeah, it was a full-on job to even oh, yeah. build your and on top of your other full-time job. Yeah, I was on there for like six hours, not even making twenty dollars. Yeah. Oh, that's when I, my first, and then I was like, but I have a clientele, like, no, people yeah. like me, <laughs> like, I know what I'm doing, I know how to build it myself, <laughs> like, I sell shows, but it's so, and that's the thing, too, I find, at least for me, because I've been in the industry as, like, a face-to-face sales, yeah. um, that was, like, a real uh, curveball for me, was learning how to sell without like being able to like so a lot of my like mm-hmm. sales is like a hand on the shoulder right like, you know like that was kind of like making people the feel eye contact exactly all that. um so it felt really unpersonal being like on a camera i'm like mm-hmm. give me your money so like oh, it yeah. work as well i'm like you voice to try to take people's money but so 100 percent is definitely a lot of time commitment um so what have you learned from being a camera girl Oh my gosh, I've learned so much, not only like like myself and just like my self-confidence, my self-esteem has increased. I mean, I had that before, obviously, Mm -hmm. to get on there like that. But even now, just like confidence in going to do anything and meeting new people and just anything like that, I feel like I've just grown so much in. Um, I've learned so much about technology, computers, like cameras, like that I never would have learned. And I'm like so thankful for that because I do, I love doing photography I like always take pictures of my girlfriends and stuff like that not professional or anything like that maybe one day but just yeah cameras just open up this whole different world and opportunity as well like I wasn't making that much money before and now I've made some money I've been able to take courses and just awesome. you know like branch out and just expand my knowledge in different things and I just I'm just so happy about that yeah it's yeah. awesome yeah. that's one thing me and my girlfriends always echo as well is the like amount of empowerment sex work gives because mm-hmm. a lot of people in the out, like outside world they'll say you know sex work you must hate yourself or you must go home and cry or, or like, have you know, you don't yeah you have daddy issues yeah. you have track marks blah 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 but the one thing I found with sex work and given maybe it's the type of women I surround myself with but there is such a level of empowerment to like look and be like okay I'm going to get sexualized, 
how do I make a profit off this? How do I take this and make it a business? How mm-hmm. do I have these skills that I have, these people skills, these uh, this ability to make someone want me and like make a career out of it, right? That's such like a level of empowerment to that. And I always get girls saying, you know, oh, I, I would never have the confidence to go into a club and get naked. I'm like, well, you automatically get instilled that confidence when you have like hundreds of men being like, take my money. Exactly. I want to see naked. Like, like wow, okay. yeah. wow, just oozing over yeah, you, right? Exactly. It just like, okay, hits you. <laughs> like, yeah, I am, you know, beautiful. Which, yeah, yeah exactly. Out. 100%. <laughs> so what has been your best and worst moments in your camming career? Best and worst? Oh, I had one pretty bad, well, I wouldn't say it was bad, but it was my birthday, so I don't actually celebrate my on my actual birthday, but birthday. Right. I got way too drunk. On way camp? too drunk, yeah, okay. way too drunk. <laughs> um, so I don't really remember if I said anything or, like, you yeah, know, it was just a sloppy. <laughs> but other than that, like, I really haven't had any bad times. Like, so there's always trolls. People will come in there and say shit, but... yeah. I don't even like that doesn't that shit doesn't bother me like they want you to they want a reaction out of you there's I mean these people say some mean things but not even like and most of the time all the guys on there have your back after anyways yeah like oh yeah. that guy's an idiot screw him or whatever they lay it into him um best time on cam I don't know like it's hard to pick one good time I feel like every day I'm like honestly every time I can when I'm done I'm just like happy I felt good like I had a good time I'm socializing with people. I'm making money. I'm yeah. having a like good time. I don't know. I just yeah. Every day is a good day for me. That's awesome. You know? No, whether I don't make a lot of money or not, like some days I won't. Maybe I'll only make like five hundred dollars, but that's not the point. Like <laughs> they're gonna see if you're just like right. It is still good money, <laughs> no, right? I How thick like, is I only that? Made $2, well, in the like, be- fuck <laughs> you. I'm like what? Oh yeah. <laughs> in the beginning, I'm like, if I can just make two hundred dollars a day, that's enough for me. And like five hundred viewers, that's enough for me. And I feel like though, it's a numbers game. Of course, you always want more mm-hmm. right you get you finally get there and then you're like well I want more yeah well, I want more so that's yeah. maybe a, one challenge is like just being happy with that you get not getting too greedy and not getting it like too into your head like okay I need to make more and more and more right um but yeah that's awesome. Um, so do you know many other cam models or male cam models? I don't know anybody here. Right. Um, I know, like, just from online, some right. of the girls on the same sites, and, uh, like, we talk in that, but it's not a friendly world because we're all competing against right. each other. Like, I've seen some of my big tippers now go in other rooms, and I'm like, fuck, like, yeah. why are you over there? Oh, what are you doing? We're, like, back and forth. So when girls, like, see that, and we watch all of each other shows like, of course you know so well, it's like almost like research too, right, right? You know, it's research and it's like oh no now she's copying me she's copying me like they're not friendly and when I first started I thought oh I'm gonna reach out to some of the you know higher girls up here on this site like you know give me some tips what kind of <laughs> microphone to use well no do that yeah <laughs> don't do that like nobody wants to give you any no any information anything to make you better they don't want to help you yeah um that's just my experience with other mm-hmm. camp girls so far that's pretty kind of across the board yeah. because it's a sales job at the end mm-hmm. of the day, right? So people have a limited amount of funds and a limited amount of time. So they're spending their time and money on you. They're not spending on someone else, right? It's the same as strippers. Yeah. Um, the only advantage that cam girls have is you guys can watch their shows and like pick things from them, right? As opposed to in clubs and dance clubs, the girls are 
crossed off like you can't see each other dancing and that's the one thing we always joke about like because we have mirrors lying in the back wall they can see like a glimpse of a girl you're like ooh oh, like, yeah, like, what is she doing, doing? <laughs> like how is she making her money but um that's the one like huge advantage I think in cam work is like you can see what your competition's doing exactly like right? they can block your username like I have there's a few girls that I know they block me because I'll log in I'm like oh you guys aren't on the page like that's weird but little like, do they know I'm in Canada you. and they're in <laughs> Europe right yeah. like I can see your shit yeah 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 do you I know on sites you can block out certain areas yeah. Do you block out Vancouver? I have like Vancouver that? blocked out, um, like Alberta and Washington, just for family. Right. Um, and I don't want to walk down the street and have someone be like, oh, so-and-so. Yeah. You are, right? Yeah. Sure. Um, but otherwise, yeah. You, I mean, you can block countries or cities, states. Yeah. It's pretty, pretty good that way. But I mean, everybody is familiar with like tour, like private browsing. So if you're on like one of those sites, then you can see everything even if if you blocked like a certain area right, yeah. I could go on there and still see it interesting so there's ways around it but I mean most people but just, you just use the internet too, so yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 I'm just kidding I remember my was going to go on there and yeah. find you I'm just kidding yeah. um, so just make sure you pay <laughs> yeah exactly give me your money uh, so do you have tips for other people wanting to become cam girls um, the, yeah, I do. Um, <laughs> I don't want to help you though. <laughs> yeah, I know. No, see, and that's like me. Like, I'm like, I want people to ask me because I, I'm just that kind of person. I want to help them. I mean, I'm not going to tell them every little secret, but right. I'm definitely going to help them. Yeah. Like, cause when you go into it, you like, I had no clue. Mm-hmm. I had no clue. I agree. Um, but just stick with it. Um, study it first. Like I probably watched other cams for like four months oh, straight. Wow. And, like, really got obsessed with it and did so much research before I actually started. Yeah. Um, and then once I started, you know, slowly started making money, then I upgraded my equipment kind of as is. I didn't go and spend all this money and then not make any money. Right. Like I, I just slowly added to my stream. And, you know, you just have to just keep going forward. Be positive about it. Be happy. Don't sit on your phone when you're online. Like, no one wants yeah. to stare at you while you're on your phone. Just you know, be yourself. Don't try and be something you're not. Uh, that's one thing I'll say in the beginning. I thought, oh, I'm going to try this different persona. Well, that didn't work for me. <laughs> like, just be yourself. They know when you're being yourself. And then, you know, the right ones will come and they'll always stay. Yeah. They'll be loyal to you. Awesome. Yeah. Um, okay, so we have some listener questions. So we talked briefly about tokens, but they want to know, how do you get paid? Is it e-transfers? How do the tokens kind of exchange into money? So a lot of the sites will offer um, different ways. Like for me, I just get a check sent by FedEx. Um, their office, I think it's in Florida, so it comes in like four days. Yeah. Um, but you can do Bitcoin. You can get paid like Bitcoin through Bitcoin. Um, I can't remember those weird credit cards, whatever they're called. Um, like first choice pay. Yeah. Like they're these weird banks. Um, and if you are in the States and you're working for a company that is in the States, then you can just get direct deposit. Direct deposit, yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, so I, I get it. paid every two weeks, just like first and the 15th of yeah. every month. And yeah, I used to do checks as well. But I had like a post office, so yeah. I don't want to be like, I have my address or whatever. Yeah. Um, okay, so do you, so speaking of getting a check specifically, um, have you had to report your cami on taxes? Yes. Oh, yeah. that's one thing I'm doing this year I told myself that I have to do my taxes properly yeah no I'm like dreading (laughs) if you were only like making I feel like because I was making I made so much like I had to claim it It yeah just come from a job where I was making shit and then all of a sudden and you know just do it right yeah why 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 not why risk it right there's also too there's a lot of um 
at least my girlfriends, a lot of them share the same accountant because the accountant's familiar with how to do stripper um, or oh, like sex yes. work, right? So, right off everything, yeah, basically. Right? Exactly. So they know how to wear, like, to find loopholes. They know mm-hmm. how to, like, report the right amount. You're not going to get, like, screwed over. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, um, so that'd be something to look into if you need, if you, yeah, I mean, yeah. long enough. But yeah, but like, yeah, they don't are, take off your taxes or anything. That's all up to you. Yeah. So, like, yeah, you'll be like, yeah, I'm getting all this money, but remember, yeah, take, you're like, paying the big end. <laughs> Unfortunately, um, has anyone ever recognized you from Cam in real life? Uh, I don't know. No one's ever come to you. No like, one's hey, ever come to me. Um, I'm sure people I know are watching and watching yeah. right now, yeah. like when I'm doing it, and uh, probably not going to ever tell me. But yeah, it's more so embarrassing right? for them. They're yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> You're doing their money. Yeah. Um, I remember when I was first starting it. I well, must have been like, no, fuck, it must have been like almost ten years ago now, because I had just started university and I didn't block off anything so I was like hey fuck I want like that Vancouver money yeah. <laughs> so and I just honestly I just never really give a fuck what people think about me um and my family even family wise like yeah. um I'm not really close to my family so it just didn't really bother me and I remember sitting in my classroom and the, the prof was just looking at me and I had this moment I was like oh my god does he, <gasps> does he know me from camp and it just it, it, it bothered me for like the first few weeks I ever wanted to say like they know I'm on camp and it's like out of all the women on there and all the sites like I, it's highly unlikely that one person knew yes. but I just remember being like oh my god he knows <laughs> yeah. like a dirty secret. whenever I would go on like vacation I went on a lot of trips last year and I swear like when I was there people would recognize me or like see things yeah. and I'd always be because you, I have like social media for for camming yeah, specifically yeah. so I would like post on there and then I th- I got smart I was like hey stop posting like the day that you're at these certain yeah, places the and like, you're gonna get weeks later. kidnapped <laughs> yeah 100% like, you know it's the internet you don't know who's watching so 100% um, so that's perfect that you said that because one of the girls asked how do you keep yourself safe when you have such an online presence well you don't use your real name yeah. you don't reuse your real birthday um when you're like setting up your room, make sure there's nothing in there that can give away where you are. Right. No Canadian name, like <laughs> pictures of other people. Right. And another thing, don't like for social media, don't post the pictures that you're going to use for your webcaming uh, social media on your personal mm-hmm. because the Google search image, whatever that's called, you can take any image, put it in Google search, and it will show you right. everywhere where that. Oh, I just think about that. Right? I'm so guilty about so that. yeah, you can't like I always say, don't use the same photos yeah. that you're going to use personal for that. Um, don't say where you are if you don't want to be found. Like I don't, I tell them I'm from Canada. Most right. Of the time they ask, um, and uh, yeah, if you don't want anyone to know where you are, don't just say no personal questions. Don't ask for location. You, just you know, don't say anything. You don't say you're from Canada. Or you I do. do. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. People Canada ask because people are always like, "Oh, you're American." I'm like, "I'm not American." Yeah. <laughs> like, don't I'm Canadian. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, are you worried someone will record you when you're camming, or that it'll come back to like? Oh, there's recordings all you. over the internet already. Yeah. I mean, that's part of the job. Yeah. You have to be aware of that. Um, you're gonna get recorded. Uh, some of the recordings too I've seen out there it's me and then a different voice on it oh interesting so it's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's crazy people have way too much time on their yeah. hands oh yeah there's um, vaults I think I, there's like they call them cam vaults and it's just like thousands of mine and other girls recordings just crazy yeah wild yeah people yeah people need that's way too much free time way too much <laughs> so what would you say are the best sites to be on and are you on multiple at once or do you stick with um, one site? i'm on one site i tried out two different ones um but some of the, like the top ones are uh my free cams chatterbait um uh 
bongo cans, I think, is one. There's, like, cam soda. But, no, the two, like, I think the two top are Chatterbait and My Free Cams. Yeah. Uh, for sure. Yeah. I, I think they have the most volume and just... Live Jasmine is different because you have to be a member to even view anybody. It's yeah. not, like, My Free... Or, yeah, My Free, cram, eh, my free Cams and Chatterbait is... You, anyone public. can go. It's yeah. public, right? Yeah. Um, live Jasmine, yeah, you have to be a member, but that is a good one too. Yeah. I just, I it's never. It's one of the original. That I yeah, I just. That and MFC's been around. Or yeah, my MFC's been yeah, around for fucking ever. Forever. And what's so crazy is like, I tell my girlfriends this because there was like, oh, this Instagram model, this. I'm like, you know, she's a cam model, right? Right. Like, no, how? I'm like, well, I know this because like I'm on <laughs> I these sites everything. every day. I recognize all these girls. Yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's what they do. Yeah, that's so funny because like even with, um, my my boyfriend was very like naive to sex work before I met me. And some of the girls that he had, like, followed on Instagram, I was like, you know, she's a sex worker, right? And he's like, <laughs> really? And I'm like, babe, who do you think buying her that fucking Louis? Who's buying her the Chanel? Like, right. you know, like, she either sucking dick for it. <laughs> or she's doing, doing something, something right? sex work. Like, there's no way her, like, nine-to-five secretary job is, like, <laughs> buying her that, that Range Rover. 100%. But, yeah, it's so funny how... And, it, and it's crazy because this desire to look so innocent, it's like, mm, boo. <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah, exactly. I don't know why everyone tries to hide being a hoe. Like, 100%. I know, right? Everyone's a hoe. Everyone's a yeah. um, So, okay, if there's one thing you'd like people to know about the world of camming or sex work in general, what would it be? Oh. I have to think about this one. Yeah. Oh, what do I want them to know? That you, you could be a perfectly put-together well-educated, happy person and be a cam person. Like, I feel like people think of it as in you're just, you are looking for validation from others. Uh, You're a whore. All you care about is money or, you know, materialistic things. Um, It's not about that. You don't have to be that kind of person. You can be a broken person or you can be not a broken person and still be a cam person. I don't, I feel like people like stereotype. It's a certain kind of person. Like when when I first tell people, that I'm a cow model, they're like, what? They yeah. would never guess it a million years. Yeah. Like, yes. Yeah. Well, yeah. even like when you messaged me, I was like, really? I never knew that. No. <laughs> like, and then, like, I was like, oh, she's going to be shocked. Time. Yeah. I've been in the industry for a long time. Yeah. And like, I know a good amount of like the people that are in the industry. I was pretty shocked when you messaged me. But I think like that's usually the people that you would never guess are the ones mm-hmm in sex work and the people that you're like oh they must be a prostitute aren't like yeah, you not know, necessarily like right is, like right? you don't have to look a certain way you don't have to yeah, be anything like you can go on there just some girls go on there literally and they're just playing video games yeah. with an audience and they're making money and they're having yeah. fun like it's it's not always about just showing everything like yeah some people just go on there and talk to other people like and that's all some people want is just communication and they're lonely and that's like you just have to find find what what suits you and what you're going to do better at. Yeah. Find your market. Yeah. For sure. So before I let you run away, I have five questions I asked that are would you rathers. Okay. (laughs) They're kind of weird. But I love would you rather and I like feel make me uncomfortable. So, okay. The first one, would you rather never be able to orgasm or never be able to make a partner orgasm? Never be able to make a partner orgasm. Selfish. <laughs> <laughs> and I said to my girlfriend who's a like, prostitute, and I was like, well, you better find a new job. Because, like, yeah. no repeat yeah, clients. Exactly. <laughs> okay, number two. Would you rather swim through 300 meters of shit or dead bodies? Dead bodies. Yes, okay. You know I what? Dead human, bodies, like, too. This sounds so bad, but, like, human, dead humans, it doesn't really bother me. Yeah. 
But if it was like dead animals or something, hell no. Yeah. They're just like, for some reason, humans. <laughs> I just I don't care. Uh, no, I'm the same way. I think I would choose dead bodies too because like the shit, like yeah, you, you go get like sick your nose and your eyes yeah, and your exactly. mouth. You like, like pink eye and Yeah, it's always that pink eye. No, thank you. The smell. No, I 100% agree. I also will swim with you in dead bodies. Number three, would you rather get away with lying every time or always know someone else is lying? Be a liar. You have to have a good memory. I don't have a good memory. Yeah. Um. So I would rather catch the person lying. Yeah. Always know that it's lying yeah. to you. Yeah. For sure. I agree with that. I think I would do it too. Uh, would you rather read minds or accurately predict the future? I would like to read people's minds. Right. Whether it's good or bad, I always want to know what someone's thinking or like what the purpose of their action was. Like, yeah. Intentions. Yeah, yeah, I love that. I just love that. I right? love knowing what people like are thinking. I'm always like, oh yeah, they're thinking this. Yeah, I yeah. I mean, you're saying like everyone that passes. Like being like, in someone's head, like it's. Fun. Oh yeah, I'm sure you'd regret it, like after a day. Like I don't want to know anymore. <laughs> what people really think of me? Um, it's blissfully unaware. But um, okay, number five. This is my favorite because I'm fucked in the head. Your <laughs> your parent and your partner. So your dad. Okay. And your boyfriend or husband. Okay. Switch bodies. Okay. Okay. You have to have sex with one of them to switch them back. Who do you fuck? So it's either your dad's body with your boyfriend's like spirit mind, or oh, my dad's body with my boyfriend's spirit for sure. Hundred <laughs> yeah, like, percent. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, that was an easy one for you. Most people struggle with that one. I'm worried that you thought about this before. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But yeah, because it's need, just like, a body. Exactly. <laughs> and you don't mind dead ones, so you're yeah. fine. <laughs> That's uh, awesome. <laughs> like, I like jump right on that uh, one. Good to know. <laughs> okay, guys, so that's it um, with Ashley here. Thank you so much for tuning in. As always, you're more than welcome to hit me up. My Instagram is 50plusatip or email me at 50plusatip at gmail.com. Thank you so much for joining us, Ashley. Yeah, thank you so much for having me and just have a wonderful week and happy hoeing, guys. Bye. Bye.